online, on Radio Player, and on 106.6 FM. This is Wickham Sound, the Wickham Wanderers Show. Good evening, welcome to the latest edition of the Wickham Wanderers Show. Quite a bit's happened since we last spoke. Yes, indeed. <laughs> I'm quite impressed that the Arsenal man, he's, he's, he's rung round all of the Premier League clubs. Who exactly has he got through to? Well, if you accidentally ring the club shop or something and say, oh, hello, I, I, it's the Arsenal owner here. I just want to apologise for, for basically throwing football into complete disarray this week. <laughs> <laughs> it's the Wickham Wanderer Show. Uh, in the next hour, we'll be chatting about what seems like a long time ago now, but going 2-0 up against Swansea, uh, but uh, ending with a draw. Yeah, well, it's still, you know, a wonderful result. We would have probably taken that beforehand. Oh, definitely. Or, or, or certainly before the days where actually we needed to win every game towards the end of the season. Um, but yeah, 2 nil up against Swansea. Who who saw that coming? No, exactly. That's a very good question. Uh, ring in now if you, if you did see that coming. Uh, <laughs> perhaps you have money on it. That'd be quite exciting. Uh, coming up a little later on, uh, we'll be uh, hearing from Adebayo Akinfenwa uh, for uh, reasons which may appear obvious. Yes, indeed. Uh, not that we're condoning um, gambling, by the way, but yes, indeed. If you, <laughs> no, uh, if you did, if you did have some money uh, on Bayo as the goal scorer last night, the winning goal scorer. Oh goodness me! Well, what an evening it was. Um, yes, we will also be reflecting on uh, the two-one victory against Bristol City. And again, I don't think many of us saw that one coming, uh, or certainly not not to the end of the game, anyway. And you were there, of course. Oh, yes, I know. I was very, very lucky. So, first game that I have been to since Christmas, and I know that I'm lucky to have gone to any games at all this season. Um, and it, it was a, a fantastic atmosphere in those last couple of minutes. Just everybody who was of a Wickham persuasion in the ground really did, you know, get behind them and um, did make it sound uh, almost like there were fans there when the, the ball hit the back of the net. And also coming up uh, in this edition of the programme, we'll be hearing from uh, the last person to be able to call himself a former Wickham Wanderers manager uh, and uh, the man who brought the current Blues boss uh, to the club as a player and uh, is now, of course, leading them in the Championship, Gary Waddock. Really looking forward to that, uh, and long may he be the last person to be able to call himself the former Wickham Wanderers manager. Absolutely. But first, as somebody once said... It is going to be a tough, 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 tough road to hoe. I just realised how quiet that was. But <laughs> <laughs> it's all right. Uh, Pete was was uh, he recorded that in bed apparently. <laughs> Didn't so, want to wake anybody or, up. Oh, just a long way away. Yes. Yeah. Uh, well, it has been a tough road to hoe, hasn't it, it? It has, but but at the same time, I think in a strange way, quite enjoyable. I, I, exactly that. I think it has been very enjoyable. I think it, you know, it, it started off being a very tough road and a rocky road, uh, you know, when we were sitting there for those seven games without a win. Um, but actually, since then, it's it's been pretty good fun. And yes, you've, you've heard of the Magnificent Seven. This was... <laughs> <laughs> yeah, 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 exactly. That, it was it was slightly the reverse of that. Uh, but the fact that we're now sitting here uh, with you know with with nine championship wins, uh, it, it has been brilliant. It, it has been really really good. You know, nine wins, ten draws. Um, you know, that that's that's I think probably better than a lot of people thought that we would do at the beginning of the season. And to be six points from safety as well, it just looks so much better than nine, which is obvious, yeah. I suppose, when you say it. But but to say to say it out loud, six points is much better than well. 12 yes or, it's, a, it's better than a lot of things to be honest but yeah you, you know i mean it would it, it will be absolutely wonderful won't it if if we are of the, clearly obviously it will be wonderful if we manage to stay up but if that doesn't happen if that miracle doesn't happen you know it will still be brilliant uh to either finish 22nd or 23rd that'll be a complete achievement um so you know to get over the 40 point barrier that would be an amazing achievement and i think just actually where we are anyway the fact that we are still 
fighting. We haven't yet been relegated and there's only three games of the season to go. I think if you'd ask most football fans um, at the beginning of the season, they probably would have said that Wickham would have been relegated probably by the end of March. And the fact that we're coming up to the end of April and we're, we're still hanging in there um, is, you know, is absolute credit to Gareth and to the whole team. And as you say, at this stage, what an exciting end to the, the season because you don't want, you know, with several games to go, just the, the relegations confirmed as it is in some leagues. No, exactly. You know, we're, we're still in there. We're still fighting. Um, as Luke mentioned on Drive Time when he was chatting to us before, you know, Gareth is the sort of person, he, he's not going to admit that actually, you know, until it is absolutely mathematically impossible for us to stay up, he's not going to say, oh, right, OK, yes, you know, we've had it. And you can see why. Because we are Wicker Wanderers and we do do these incredible and, uh, you know, very, very surprising things. Uh, and who knows yet uh, over the next few weeks whether or not we we might be able to almost top all of the other achievements uh, that Gareth has, has so far managed to pull off in his time as manager. As David Stockdale said post-match last night, this is so Wickham. <laughs> yeah, exactly that. And, you, and we all knew exactly what he meant when he said it. You know, it, it, it didn't need any explanation whatsoever. It was just like, this is so Wickham. Well, yeah, it was. Um, and last night, definitely. You know, it, it, it was a game of not very much incident until that last two minutes. And you sort of thought, oh, you know, yeah, OK, it looks like probably, you know, it, it's going to be a draw. Uh, and, and then all of a sudden, goodness me, you know, what absolute drama in those last couple of minutes. We'll reflect more on last night's uh, fantastic event at Adams Park. Uh, still to come on the programme. But first, uh, let's cast you back to Saturday. Uh, and um, manager Gareth Ainsworth speaking to Matt after the game at Swansea. Gareth, an enthralling 90 minutes, really, the second half in particular, it came to life. What's your overriding emotion after, after that comeback from Swansea there? Absolute pride in, in my boys, you know, to come here. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. What a stadium, what a football club, um, and uh, and to compete the way we did. And honestly, I'm, I'm hoping Steve has said uh, nice things because we really did, uh, did take them all the way. Um, it's a freak penalty, you know, that gets them back in it. I actually think the one in the first half is a penalty. How many times am I going to say this? And I'm sure the boys will be looking at it on TV tonight and, and debating whether it was or it wasn't. Jason McCarthy's definitely is, but he slipped and it's just so unfortunate, you know. It gives Swansea that glimmer of hope, gets them the foot in the door. And the difference sometimes is that ball, um, the cross that came in for the second goal, on the button, undefendable if they get it right. Fair play to him. But we went down the other end. We could have scored. We could have won this game today. Um, really proud. Really, really proud. Looking forward to seeing what we can do with this squad in future. And I'm not just talking the next four games. We can get 46 points. I want 46 points. And there's three other teams got to get that, yeah? But I'm talking the year and year after that because we're building something special here. And uh, this would have been a one-off League Cup or FA Cup tie years ago. Today it's been a league game and I think Wickham Wanderers have gained a lot of respect in Wales. Early in the season you lost 5-0 to Blackburn and 2-0 to Swansea in a game where, where they were clearly a better side than Wickham at that time but the last few weeks have shown that Wickham can adapt to the level and if it is too late this year the chance to, to start next year with this squad must be an exciting prospect. Oh, do you know what excites me and, and some teams have started really well and then faded away we've learned and we've constantly learned and improved so if we keep doing that we're on the right track we're going to come that first seven games was a lesson we've been in this club's been in the lower leagues for 133 years first seven games give us a break we're learning and now towards the end of the season I wish this, I wish this season had started three months ago not, not nine months ago because we would really have an opportunity to make our mark we've learned is it too late let's find out but I'll tell you what 
we'll be back here one day. Can't wait. You've gone toe-to-toe with pretty much all the promotion chasers twice now. Uh, Norwich have earned their place in the Premier League today. Oh, um, yeah. and, and Swansea clearly look like they could be a strong side in the playoffs if they don't make that second place as well. Uh, congratulations, Daniel Farker. What a, what a top, top guy. And uh, nice to have a semi-long head manager in the Premiership as well. So he's a big fan of that. But... Um, you know, we, uh, we're, we're really looking forward to competing now against your Bournemouths, your Middlesbroughs, your, your Cardiffs. You know, these are FA Cup runs in the past for Wickham Wanderers. These are league games now. We're really looking forward to getting stuck in. Swansea have a big chance of getting promoted this season. That playoffs is going to be crazy at the end of the year. And uh, I have to say, Steve Cooper, what a great guy. What a really nice nice fella. And do his dad well. Um, and and he's, he's just the same top top guy and I wish him all the best but um, i got to pick my boys up now for Wednesday Bristol City coming to town and uh, again we will give absolutely everything for this club uh, and I love being the manager and we know what happened next they did give absolutely everything didn't they <laughs> and it was, as you say, but just briefly on on uh, on it said Sunderland, uh, Swansea. It was it was so fantastic to go two 0 up against oh, such a, such really a team. Was. A in great form, but B you know obviously pushing for promotion. Whereas um, uh, our team uh, lowly at the foot of the table. Yeah, absolutely. To to go two 0 up um, shortly after half time. Uh, Admiral Musgrave scoring after how many seconds was it? You know, it, it didn't take very long to get that that opening goal um, after the break. Then Gareth McCleary scoring as well. Um, yeah, just a shame. Obviously, uh, Swansea then getting the penalty, um, and you know, and then managing to get the equaliser as well. I, I sort of felt that once they got the penalty, that probably the writing was on the wall. Um, but you know, uh, uh, on another day in in those early seven games we probably would have conceded a third and we would have lost that game so the fact that actually we managed to to ensure that we still picked up what could proved to be a very very valuable point at the end of the season uh, is you know was important I must say a very thank you to to Gareth his staff and all the players uh, for last night because if you've you've had a particularly tough week you know perhaps you've been covering a major breakaway uh, European club tournament perhaps uh, or (laughs) would that be you (laughs) or or, or if your week's not been going that well to get that result last night just made everything fantastic again it, it just was, it, you know. I mean, that's why we love football. That's why it's so good. Uh, that, that's why you know. It, and and it and it's real, uh, as, as I think Bayer also said last night. You know, you you, you don't need your super leagues. Uh, you've got all of the drama that you need in the championship, in the in the football league. Sorry, I'm not even going to call it the EFL because I think that's you know that, that again that that's too much of a nod towards sort of like super league them. You know, we should be proud of what we've got in the in the football league. It's the oldest league in the world. It's it's the best league. Um, you know, it's fantastic fantastic that anybody on their day can beat anybody as we have proved time and again this season but the unpredictability of it as well you'd imagine going a goal behind that that you think oh that's it now but but yeah definitely yeah you know last night uh, that's again how i felt really watching it was, was thinking you know we've done so well recently when we've got the the early goal had we got the early goal against bristol city i could have seen that their heads probably would have dropped they're clearly in terrible terrible form the fact that they got it uh you know and goodness me it was a fantastic goal um just thinking oh you know what, what a shame it, it, is everything basically going to come to an end sort of this evening and and then uh the the game against cardiff as well um but the fact that we actually managed to come back from that um and as i say just did not see that last couple of minutes coming um it was a fantastic effort from the whole team as well last night i mean admiral anucci were absolutely brilliant uh for the whole time that they were on the pitch caused bristol city no end of problems in the first half slightly ironic that actually they weren't then on the pitch for uh, the end uh when you know all, all of the excitement happened 
Did it feel like there was a bit of a gear change as well, especially during uh, after equalising? Um, yes, yeah. I, I mean, it looked more like one of those games where, where either you know, but both teams were definitely trying to win the game, which was was brilliant to see. Um, but at the same time. Uh, I, I wasn't necessarily really expecting that, you know, I, I had sort of settled already in my mind thinking, all right, okay, well, another point, you know, that, that's, that's not brilliant, but that's okay. Um, and then all of a sudden, you know, you, you notice, right, okay, we've got a corner and David Stockdale's going up. And so, of course, straight away you're, you're interested and you, you know, you, you start to, to wonder, well, goodness me. Again, to quote David Stockdale, this would be a very Wickham thing to go and do now for the goalkeeper to score. Now, okay, he didn't quite manage that. Um, but you know the 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 volley uh, that then led to the penalty that was his uh, was again was, was such a sort of a goalkeeper type volley, but it was a, a wonderful wonderful thing to witness. So we'll hear from the manager in a few moments' time. But uh, after the final whistle, uh, you might have seen a little earlier on today the club uh, tweeted some some coverage of uh, Bayo being greeted by well most of the team to be honest, uh, including David Stockdale and the manager as well. You no, no. He's you, man. This is this. This is what the club's about. <laughs> this is what the club. Put me on front, sir. Put yeah, me on front. Hey, what a man. Hey, big man. I thought you was gonna score. On my life, I thought you was gonna score. <laughs> what a fantastic kind of image if you like although you can't yes. see it yeah, clearly but you can see you can you can, you can imagine feel the, the yeah you really can it just goes to show actually what it meant and, and what it means um to the players uh you know j- just absolutely wonderful and the fact that Bayo has now got a championship goal that that was definitely becoming one of the narratives really was the fact that you know he hadn't yet scored in the championship clearly we were running out of games for that to happen uh and it would have been such a shame if he hadn't managed to have done so because clearly he has managed to to score in every other division that he's played uh so the fact that he can now chalk that one off and say well yeah i have got a championship goal to my name and as i say you can you can hear what it meant to all of the players you can hear what it meant to david stockdale um to gareth as well uh to matt cecil to you know to to everybody the the whole club i think as well you know there there was such a feeling around the whole club yesterday everybody of a wickham persuasion was grinning after the game um you know the the only people who who were not particularly happy uh were the bristol city uh of the bristol city persuasion in particular it has to be said nigel pearson who, who definitely had his slightly scary persona on uh, after the game <laughs> don't run across nigel pearson De- well definitely not you know the whole thing that they say about him the fact that he's able to wrestle wolves or whatever it is you could you know that yeah that i i could see a bit of that last night uh, i think the 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 wolves in the the sands area were probably slightly 
slightly concerned <laughs> and probably decided to to, to move out uh, for for the night in case Nigel decided that he fancied going and having a bit of wrestling with them. I'm sure the pheasants made themselves quite scarce as well, and the partridges. Yeah, oh, yes, definitely. It, you know, he, he just you know, and I mean, completely understandable as well because and hearing a little bit of what he said, I didn't actually interview him, but you know, he was just so frustrated at the way that once again his his team had thrown points away, and you do think, oh, you know, for Bristol City, it does just seem to keep repeating season on season where they get themselves into these really good positions where you think oh yeah they look like they're going to go up and then they somehow spectacularly blow it we'll hear from bay before the end of the show but first uh, bob spoke to uh, gareth after the game three games to go and we're still still kicking and alive absolutely still, this isn't over yet and uh, you know i'm I'm, uh, I'm so proud of the boys tonight they never stop believing they never stop pushing even with a fantastic goal from bakinson from bristol city deserved deserved to win any game but um tonight it wasn't going to be because uh, my boys needed this we knew we did and uh, and i'm really pleased that it was a whole squad that won this game tonight really pleased and uh proud of them as always and I want to say that back to you because so many Wickham fans this season at Wickham Sound have been saying to us you know just how fantastic it is what the club are doing how proud of them that they are (laughs) and and how proud of you well one day we'll you know what honestly one day we'll be able to sit back and just realise what we actually did with this football club and uh, I think it's phenomenal I always will do I love this place just special special club you know you go up you know supporting Blackburn and I played a long time at QPR and them two clubs mean a hell of a lot as well as Preston you know my debut and everything but Wickham is right up there with them because it's it's just been a phenomenal journey from playing managing and surviving and promotions and <laughs> nights like tonight honestly I just absolutely devastated the fans aren't here to see that because they deserve it and you know what it's my job to make sure they get these nights in the championship again whether it's next year or the year after um, I am focused on making that dream happen because uh, they've supported me through thick and thin love them all and uh, like I say wish they were here tonight but I'm sure a few of them might have heard the noises coming from the bench it was a, it was a brilliant ending to the game and uh, Akin Farrell's got his championship goal yeah just just talk us through those last couple of minutes again with Stockdale going up oh, and then Bayo taking the penalty Jacobson with his twisted knee uh, I don't know how he's took the corner he's managed to whip it in brilliantly David Stockdale said to me Gaffer can I go up and I said yes get up there um, without a hesitation of thought um, the rebound falls to Stockholm. he hits it on target it rebounds out it comes back to Stockholm. he hits the one of the worst volleys I've seen the slowest volleys I've seen which probably f- flummoxed all the defenders and that's what caused the handball and, uh, and the ref gives a penalty and you think it's over then, but no, it's not, because uh, the normal penalty taker, Jacobson's on the pitch. He's took the corner, so you think he's OK. And then Aki Venwa picks the ball up and <laughs> spots it, and I'm thinking, what's going on here? And uh, I just let him to it, you know, and that's the trust I put in these boys. They're, uh, they're a fantastic group, and uh, like I say, what a great penalty. What a fantastic penalty. Um, really pleased for him, and, uh, and I'm sure that, you know, I live long in Bale's memory. He deserves it. We won't be at any of these levels without him or Jacobson. Uh, and uh, let's say, really proud tonight. And uh, boys deserve all the credit they get. So, so true uh, about Bayo and also about JJ as well. Uh, you know, such fantastic servants for the club. And you think back to when Bayo signed for us and people thinking that actually, you know, it was just almost a sort of celebrity signing. Uh, and look what he's done for Wickham Wanderers, uh, you know, and continues to do at the age of 39. Very, very impressive. Fantastic to hear Gareth paying tribute to both of them. Yeah, especially and Joe Jacobson as well, when you, when you consider his, what he's contributed. And, and, you know, he's obviously one of the generals as well. 
Yeah, I, you know, just a fantastic player, got so much skill. Um, you know, I think it's occasionally slightly overlooked, really, but just what he brings to the side, uh, you know, his set piece delivery is fantastic. He does such a good job back in defense. Um, you know, lovely guy as well. Uh, really, really pleased for him. Really, really pleased for Bayo. Uh, you know, just, just what a fantastic night it was. And Mr. Stockdale, of course, deserves huge praise, oh, well. not, not just for being a day. goalkeeper, but his character as well. I mean, they say, yeah, they say goalkeepers are a character anyway but yeah but and and just the things he sort of does and says and is so generous he clearly loved it as well you know i i like the fact that he was then saying you know he had two shots on target one with the left one with the right <laughs> um you know he's been absolutely outstanding uh whenever we talk about stocko I, I i do always then you know have a thought as well for ryan Allsop, who you know who really through no fault of his own has not actually managed to reclaim the the goalkeeper's jersey this season because he was brilliant until he got injured as well um and you know if we could have a combined player of the season award i think uh Allsop and stockdale would completely deserve it no, definitely. I mean, there are so many sort of um, contenders, I suppose, for, for all sorts of awards, some of which we could actually make up ourselves. Well, yes, yes. Well, may, maybe we will do that in, in, in the last week of the Wickham Wanderers show after that Middlesbrough game. Yes. You never know. Or maybe we'll be celebrating too hard to actually come up with the awards. We've also got, I can see from here, uh, pinned up in, in the office our predictions to where, oh, yes. to where we thought Wickham would end yeah. up uh, this yeah. season to reveal those as well. I, th- I think we'll be lucky if we manage to get... Uh, <laughs> I think we'd need some of those six clubs who were meant to be in terrible financial difficulty <laughs> to actually, uh, you know, to have points deducted for, for my prediction to come correct. But then I haven't managed to get a prediction correct all season, um, as Rob Lesbrance will tell you. Um, so, so yes, but, uh, don't, don't be expecting my prediction to be anywhere particularly near. Coming up next on the Wickham Wanderer Show, we'll hear from former manager Gary Waddock. This is Wickham Sound. <laughs> Still to come on the uh, final part of the Wickham Wanderer show, we'll be uh, hearing from uh, the man of the week. Well, it's not just the week. Uh, Adebayo Akinfenwa as well, speaking after the uh, game last night against Bristol City. But first, I must say a very big thank you to uh, Matt at the club for facilitating, I think that's a word, uh, our, uh, our next guest because uh, he's the former manager. He brought Gareth to the club and uh, he was in charge for around three years at Adams Park. Oversaw, well, relegation first, but then promotion as well. And uh, as I say, uh, some, had some very enjoyable sort of, well, as he says, uh, sort of yo-yo uh, time at the club. But uh, I'm sure uh, if you uh, recall the current boss being brought to the club, uh, you'll remember uh, the uh, the general feelings of uh, Gary Roddick, and it was fantastic to speak to him and, uh, as I say, uh, get his reflections on his time at the club. Yeah, I enjoyed my time at the club. It was um, a good period for me in terms of a, a good experience. I stepped up to uh, that level and... It was a bit up and down with obviously what happened there, a bit of a, a yo-yo period that the club had at that time where, you know, come down, went up and come back down again. So, uh, but overall, I really enjoyed it. So it must have been such an exciting time because as you say, you'd been at the conference, uh, in the conference before, you'd be, you're a conference manager of the year, in fact, with all the shots. So it must be so nice for you to, to have that opportunity to step up. Yeah, I, well, we had a real good time at um, all the shot, you know, gaining promotion. We had a real good group of uh players there and you know behind the scenes you know the people there were very very good but you know the opportunity came around and um you know obviously I took it and it was a step up the pyramid and you know to manage that level it was great you know and you know I inherited a, a good group of players after Peter Taylor and you know as I said earlier there uh, I really enjoyed it. What were your first impressions when you arrived at the club? Well, the facilities there, obviously I knew about the facilities beforehand anyway, um, you know, with the stadium itself. 
the group of players that were there, they were, you know, a, a good group of players for that level. But, um, you know, I met some really good people, you know, Steve Hayes and, you know, Andy Pelly as well. I, I met during my period there and, you know, Steve bringing me into the club. I had a, a real good relationship with him with the period of time that we were together there. So, uh, you know, I, I've got fond, fond memories. It must be really pleasing as well that you're able to bring in a number of players that you'd worked with previously as well. I think a lot of managers do that, you know, the players that they worked with previously, they always go back, uh, especially if they've done well for you. And, uh, you know, a number of them players had done well for me previously. So um, it was always good. You know, they knew how I wanted the team to play, how we wanted to operate. And um, as I said, a lot of managers do that. I mean, players like Dave Winford and Andy Sandow and especially Scott Donnelly as well, as you say, did, did really well for you during that time. Yeah, you know, a few of them have, you know, you know, Scotty was at QPR um, as well and, you know, Gareth came in as well during that period of time. So, uh, then players I had good relationships with as well and, as I said there, you know, they knew how I worked and how I operated and, um, you know, it was easy then to bring them in, well, easier to bring them into the club. I was going to say, I don't think we should really gloss over the fact that, that you just said Gareth was brought in. We ought we'll to mention that in some, in some detail. How did that sort of come about? Was, that, was he someone that you, you sort of, obviously your QPR connection? Yeah, I'd known Gaz for a long time. And um, it's quite funny, really, because when, when Gaz came into the club, I said to Steve, Steve Hayes, he'll be your next manager. And uh, I'm absolutely delighted for him. What he's actually got on the chief for the football club has been fantastic, you know, alongside Richard Dobson, you know, um, you know, two great guys and, you know, he's been in charge for, you know, <laughs> since I departed the club. So uh, he's been fantastic for the football club. And uh, as I said there, I said he was going to be the next manager and uh, what a fantastic job he's done for the club. I was going to say, when he was a player, did he have the same sort of characteristics? Obviously, he's so positive and it inspires players and leads them so well as well. Oh, definitely. And, you know, when, when we brought him into the club, it was a case of we knew what we were going to get. We knew how he would be in the dressing room. And he's no different now. You know, he, he wears his heart on his sleeve as such. He's a, a, a real honest guy. He gives 100% whatever he, he does, you know, on the playing field when he was playing. And it's no different now when he's in that technical area. You know, he, he gives everything during every, every game. He kicks every football uh, and he's been a great success. As you say, it was kind of sort of up and down, well, more down and up, really, uh, during your time. It, I guess, was it really disappointing to, to be relegated in your first season? You know, when I come in, the, you know, we were where we were in the in the table. We had a real strong finish and, you know, I'm, in many ways, if the season would have gone on longer, we would have, we could have got out of that situation we were in. But, um, yeah, as I said, there was a yo-yo period for the club. Um, it was always going to be difficult, but, um, you know, even though we went down, it was great that we were able to bounce back up again, you know. So, uh, you know, massive credit to, to Steve and the, and the players for being able to help me uh, achieve that. I was going to say, it must have been such a fantastic feeling to have earned promotion. It was somewhere, it's exactly virtually sort of 10 years ago as well, and, and to do it on the final day against Southend as well. Yeah, it was, you know, especially how it came about as well. You know, we went into the game, we knew not what we needed, and we went a goal behind in that game. If I can remember that far back, you know, the, 10 years ago. But uh, we were able then to see the game through and the atmosphere afterwards, you know, with the, the home supporters was fantastic. And I think everybody that was, you know, associated or involved in that game will, will never forget it. 
and is that something that really stands out especially i guess when they get promoted to the championship as well that must have brought back but memories for you but it's great you know you know for for wickham to go on and you know be playing in the championship is is a fantastic achievement and you know credit must go to gaz dobbo and his backroom staff along with the players you know to do that the budgets that they've had to come up against in the period of time you know league 2 league 1 and now in the championship poles apart and and to go on and achieve what they've done is great and it's not all about money it's about your recruitment bringing the players together buying into what you want to do and obviously for Gaz and Dobbo the group of players that they've had in that period of time have done that but they have to buy into it you know Gaz is very enthusiastic you know enthusiastic the way he wants to go about his work and he's got a good number two alongside him so um I keep saying it, but it's been a, an unbelievable achievement for him. But he and the rest of the club, and perhaps even during your time as well, seem to love the underdog tag and just having backs against the wall and, and really not being favoured in, in games, and, and that seems to really help. Well, it does, but as I say, players have to buy into that. You know, n- Nobody would have said Wickham would play in the Championship, but they have. They've done brilliant to, to get to that level, and... Right at this moment in time, they're they're fighting away and they're giving a real good account of, uh, of themselves. You know, the, la- the last number of games, they've picked up a lot of points. And um, again, if the season would you know go on a little bit longer, who knows what could happen? You know, and even now they're fighting away and uh, nobody knows what the outcome will be because you just don't know with the. You know, guys in charge. What what the outcome could be? I was going to say. So you get so many games like you know earlier on in the season losing five nil to, to Blackburn and then, and then to win against them in in the return fixture. It's so goes sort of typical, if you like, of a, of a Wickham display and, and a Wickham kind of turn of fortunes, if you like. Yeah, and I, and I think as well going into the uh, the new campaign earlier on in the season, it's going into the unknown, and everybody had to find their feet. And you know, coming up against them sides, massive clubs, massive budgets, and now competing against them sides is a different outcome. So everybody's got used to the level. And as I say, unfortunately, you know, there's not enough games left at the moment. If there was, who knows what the outcome could well be. It's been fantastic, though, to see the games and the, the chances created. And, you know, they've not lost heavily in too many of the games. And obviously, as you know, the, the championship is so so tight anyway. Yeah, but everybody's adapted to that level now. Uh, they're used to it. I speak to to Dobbo and, and Gaz regularly and tactically, you know, with the players that they come up against as well, they're better quality players, the level so much higher than, you know, League One and League Two. And everybody's now adapted to it. They're coping better with it. And the results are improving. So, you know, again, great credit to everybody for doing that. It must be so exciting as well as, as someone, you know, sort of looking from afar, if you like, to see, you know, the Kuigs coming in and the sort of financial stability of the club and the players that, that Gareth's been, bought, been able to bring in both, you know, permanently and on loan as well. How sort of exciting it must be for the future. Well, the investment into the club is, you know, obviously encouraging. Uh, the recruitment side uh, has been very, very good with the players that they brought in and obviously with the contacts that Gaz has and Dobbo. You know, that also helps. But um, if they stay in the championship, you know, they, they'll be better for it. If the club go down, you know, they'll be very, very competitive. Uh, you know, I'm sure at the top top end of League One. And, um, you know, whatever the outcome is, it's a hell of a journey that the club have been on. And just going back to your time in charge, as you say, sort of a decade ago, are there any other particular kind of games or, or particular moments that really stand out for you? Well, the, well, we've touched on it already. The biggest one is... Uh, 
you know, the that final game against South End to gain promotion. You know, the relegations are, are, are dis- disappointing and, you know, you want to delete them from your memory bank as such. But, you know, that game in particular and also the game against Leighton Orient when we, when we actually went down and the performance we put on and the, the reaction of our away supporters in that particular game, I would never forget it as well. That was... That was a brilliant day, but unfortunately, the outcome was uh, pretty sad for the club, you know, uh, as we went down. But, um, you know, I met some fantastic people, which I've touched on with Steve and Andy at the club. And obviously, them two two games stand out uh, for me. And I know as well, many fans obviously really, really appreciate, you know, what you did and during your time, as you said, and as, as you touched on, especially enjoyed that promotion, which which was fantastic for the club. And it was, yeah. You know, we assembled a real good group of players. You know, they had that experience of getting promoted out of that uh, league as well. You know, and um, bringing guys in as well helped. But the players, at, you know, the group itself were a really tight-knit group, you know, and they, they worked for very hard for each other to achieve that goal. And, um, you know, for everybody involved in that, they'll never forget that. A promotion you don't forget, you know, and, and then to go into League One as a group was a, a good achievement at the time. Does it feel like a long time ago? Because I was quite surprised to learn, to learn that it's a decade ago. Well, when you look back, it's a long time ago, but uh, it does go quickly, you know, um, very, very quickly. The, the years roll by, clubs have highs and lows during that period of time. And wherever you are, that, that's what happens in this game. You know, there's, there's highs and lows. And you have to enjoy them highs but um, as well because the lows are probably more often than the highs. You know, everybody wants to get promoted, but there's a limited number of clubs that can achieve that. So um, the high moments are great and you have to enjoy that. And for those that perhaps haven't, uh, sort of perhaps not been following us closely, t- tell us a bit about what you've been doing since your time at the club. <laughs> oh, I've, been, uh, I've been around, let's put it like that. I've um, <laughs> Currently, I'm at Cambridge as uh, assistant head coach. So, um, you know, at the moment, we've there's only four games remaining, and uh, we've got some big games coming up in you know in, in these remaining fixtures, and we, we've got ourselves in a real good chance of um, hopefully uh, a promotion as well. But um, we still got a lot of hard work to do, you know, to get over that line. But um, we've got ourselves in a good position, you know. Over that period of time, I've been at a number of clubs. But currently, that's where I am at the moment, Cambridge. So one, one option of permutations, if you like, you may end up facing Wickham next next season. Yeah, we could do. I hope we don't. Uh, I hope we get promoted. Uh, but as I say, there's a lot of hard work to be done. And I hope Wickham survive and stay in the championship. Uh, and then we miss each other, which would be great. And how have you found the, sort of the pandemic generally? Because obviously it's been tricky for, for many people, but it's been great that, that football's been able to continue at least. It's been brilliant that the football's continued, but it's uh, also... you. You know, we've we've had to do it without the supporters and it'll be great for every single football club, every single player and every single supporter when they're allowed back into grounds. We've we've had a couple of fixtures where we had, what, 2,000 back in the ground and it was just great to have that atmosphere and that noise back. But um, everybody misses the game, you know, and we can't wait for supporters to return. So, um, 
yeah, the game needs supporters. That's a, a massive part. Uh, it's a massive part that we've missed. I was going to say that's been a real shame, hasn't it? Especially for, for Wickham fans who, who you know, the majority of which have not seen their team in the Championship. As you, as you touched on, there were a couple of test events, but um, it's been such a shame that the majority have been missed, especially for sort of season ticket holders and, and long-term fans as well, who've, who've obviously waited a long time to see Wickham in the second tier. So hopefully they can stay up or, or if not, bounce back very quickly. But it's a great shame, you know, to achieve promotion to the Championship is fantastic. And, you know, I, I'm not so sure that you had the open top bus type of thing, you know, so you could celebrate celebrate with the crowd and the supporters and even the games, you know, the big games that are in the Championship, you know, everybody's missed out on that. And, you know, hopefully the club can survive and they, you can have that next year. But if that doesn't happen, what a great pity and shame that is for all the supporters and fans that have waited for God knows how many years to try uh, and get to that level and, you know, could miss out on it. No, definitely. I think it really stood out as well when we had uh, Tottenham in the FA Cup as well. And, and that was, you're watching on TV, you think, oh, if only fans could have been there for that game. It, well, exactly, you know, and it's really sad. But, you know, it's a situation that we're in and lives and health is more important than anything else uh, at this moment in time. And that had to be done. But it, it's a great shame that the um, supporters have uh, missed out on that. Well, it's been really fantastic to speak to you. Thank you so much for your time. And obviously all the best with your own uh, own promotion campaign as well. Uh, thank you, and good luck to Wickham as well going forward. Really nice to speak to Gary and to have the opportunity. I started off by telling him that I first came across him as a football sticker, which he thought was quite funny. <laughs> <laughs> when he was at QPR and I was collecting, I think it was Football 87, I think it was. Oh, yes. Yeah, oh, I, I had Football 87. Did you? So yeah, I did. Well, the Football 87 was the last one that I collected, so it, it, it sort of... It, I think I for know. some reason, a lot of the QPR... Well, I seem to get a lot of QPR quite early. So I remember, there, I think it was Ian Dawes, got him. Um, trying to think who else was there at that time. Oh, I don't, Mike I, Fillery. I, I, you know, because I'm speaking to you at home, I've got it somewhere. Oh, have you? Oh, that'd be yeah, quite yeah, exciting. Yeah, yeah I, well, I'm going to have a look now to see if... Yeah, I can get it by the end of the show. show. Yes, okay. I, well, I might have told this before, but Mike, this is a slight diversion. But Mike Fillery was the, ma- the manager when I I played in a media eleven team against Beckinsfield, and we lost eighteen <laughs> nil. You played in a media eleven team. I know. Well, I was a sub. What was this? Oh, about <laughs> crikey, um, probably about fifteen years ago, maybe more. Wow. But yeah, I, I, I are, you, are you more famous than any of us know it? We can say. <laughs> yeah, infamous, I think. The best thing about it was the free buffet afterwards. Oh, okay. There was a right. twenty-minute period in the second half where we didn't concede. That was good as well. Oh, that, that, that's quite impressive. Uh, so which position did you play? Well, I, I was going to say I dominated midfield, but th- not a lot of the action was in midfield, to be honest. It's uh, <laughs> mostly in our goal area. You, so, just, you just watched the ball going over your Exactly, head. yeah. So I, I was a sub. I was brought on towards the end, sort of an impact player, or had very little impact. And <laughs> Did you try and like, put off sort of like, you know, the opposing players when it was like a corner or something like that? <laughs> what was really funny is that I, that I was on the bench, there was obviously several of us, and there was a guy, I think, from a Slough Observer, and he was just reading his own paper. So... <laughs> during the game i think i don't oh, think mike okay. Fillery was particularly impressed with that so so the the media 11 it wasn't sort of you know i i think when you say media 11 we're imagining that maybe you played alongside terry wogan and chris tarrant but it wasn't wasn't quite <laughs> no that, no it was that. more sort of bucks free press and people okay. like that all right uh okay not quite not quite as exciting but still very impressive terry wogan <laughs> well, you, you never know. I can't really see Terry, you know. No, I don't no. think he was a footballer, particularly. Not especially, no. But no. although you said that about some of the people that, that were in the team as well. Um, but no, really brilliant to speak to, to Gary Waddock as well, and especially to hear him talk about bringing did, Gareth, did, Gareth in did, as well. Did your opponents know that actually that it was going to be made up of people from like the Bucks Free Press? And, uh, and, oh, yeah, and, it was all for charity. I think. <laughs> 
And, I think uh, they just laughed. You know, what, 15 years ago, so what, what would that have been? Would that have been 1170 or Swan FM or something like that? Yes, I think it was Mix 107. Or it might have been Swan oh, okay. FM, but yeah, it was, it was probably called that yeah. then. But yeah, no, I had the little... <laughs> Was it, was it a bit like that that scene in the porridge film? And I'm going way back now, and I know that there's oh, not no. going to be many people. No, the, the references have gone a bit. Have, exactly. Well, the younger listeners have no no idea. But in the porridge film, where then the the, the prisoners are playing a team of celebrities, are you exactly um, like that. Yeah. And, and as yeah, and as the celebrities then get off the coach, they're they're really disappointed to see that actually the caliber of celebrity is not very good. And That's I, exactly I, right. Remember, I, I think one of them, I think it might be Ronnie Barker. I can't remember. One of them says the line, "Which one's the goody?" Yes, and I, that always has stayed with me. Which one's the goody? So I remember we ke- <laughs> we've gone a bit off topic now, but the- <laughs> we came closest to scoring from a free kick. Games to go. And um, I think, if I'm right, it was Ian Stringer who went on to be in The Apprentice. And oh is- yes, and is now um, on the, the radio- man who can't even say the word loser. <laughs> I think that's him. I think that was his clip from The Apprentice, wasn't it? That's right. And now he's a, a reporter on the radio doing uh, of regular for uh, covering Leicester. And yes, regularly yep, I, regularly speaking to Brendan Rogers and asking him things. Uh, like, oh, that's right. Yes, oh, it's him asking yes. him if he's had a nice Sunday roast and that sort of. Yes, he makes out he's Brendan Rogers' right. really good friend. Yes, yes. <laughs> not not quite like the moose, but a bit. No, exactly. Very similar. Yeah, in that, yes. yeah, yeah. So yeah. we sort of wandered off topic, haven't we? But but, but as I say, fantastic to hear from from Gary and the, the, the fact that he brought in Gareth, having known him previously as well, and, and knew what he was like, and predicted that he'd be the next manager. That was so impressive, and you know that, that was a really really lovely anecdote uh, to share. That actually, you know, he clearly knew straight away that yes, you know, this person has got management material, um, you know, and and absolutely right, and 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 look how right he was. Uh, still to come on the Wick and Wanderer show this week, uh, Bob's off to find his Football 87 sticker oh, album. Yes, I am. Yeah, and, yeah. <laughs> and we'll hear from Andy Bay. <laughs> Andy Bay, I can phone more as well. This is Wickham Sound. It's the final part of the Wick and Wanderer show. In, in live research, Bob has located his, his sticker album. I have. Albums, uh, as it turns out. Here we, yeah, indeed, yes. Yeah. So I, I, I have all of them from Football 82 through to Football wow. 87. Uh, Football 87 with Andy Gray on the front um, in his in his Aston Villa kit. I had that kit as well. That was one of my first okay, kits. So, so hang on, so you wanted me to look at the QPR page? Yes. Uh, what, what am I? Who am I looking for? Just other members of the team that Gary Waddock would have played with. Uh, I think okay. it was Ian Dawes, uh, Mike Fillery. I can see, yeah. So, so Ian Paul Dawes, Barron in goal. Uh, Ian Dawes is here. Uh, so he no, got- David Seaman was, was was. Oh really? Oh, in eighty. So should I have a look in eighty six? Do you think is that the one you might be thinking of? Perhaps. Is Gary Waddock in eighty seven as well then? Um, I can't see him actually. Oh, perhaps it's eighty-six then. Right. Okay. All right. Hang on. <laughs> Live on the radio, Bob looks through. <laughs> it's either uh, probably eighty-six. Have you got eighty-six? I think. Here we go. Eighty-six. Okay. Has that got Chelsea's Paul Cannavale on the front? How How on earth do you remember all of this? I don't know. I've got a Brian Talbot. Yes. In an Arsenal kit. I've got a very big head, so I think my 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 brain must be enormous. There's, there's a huge capacity in there. Who 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 wrote the message inside uh, Football eighty six welcoming you to to the sticker album? Uh, I guess, and this might be eighty five, but I think it was Don Howe. Uh, no, Ooh, no, that might be uh, eighty five. Uh, uh, very famous Manchester United player, Bobby Charlton. Yes, very good. Uh, right, okay, hang on, I'm just now I'm flicking through. <laughs> We've got time. That's right. <laughs> it always works well on radio. Going yes, yes. Albums, doesn't it? QPR probably in the middle. I think QPR. Arsenal, Villa. Yeah, okay, uh, here we go. Uh, Queens Park Rangers. Um, this is award-winning. So, oh yes, there he is, Gary Waddock. Yes, that's where I first came across him. Oh, so, uh, and, and, and do you know who he's next to? Mike Fillery. Uh, no, he's next to another um, Terry Fenwick. Uh, no, no, another former Wickham Wanderers manager. Oh, um, oh, a QPR, QPR. Um, 
Come on, Brain. Um, come on, come on, John Gregory. Yes, yes, indeed. This is top uh, fun, isn't it? Can we do this every week? <laughs> we'll go through a different, <laughs> different panini football. Who football else is there? Now. Terry Fennick? Uh Yes, Terry Fennick's there. Paul Barron uh, in goal. John Gregory. Um, uh, Peter H- Hucker. Oh, is of in course, goal. Peter Hucker. Um, who uh, else? Ian Dawes. Yeah, yeah. Um, Gary Chivers, Steve Wicks, Mike Fillery, uh, Michael Robinson, Gary Bannister, John Byrne. That's right. Uh, Wayne Faraday and Robbie James. Hey, that's them. Yes. Did you have you got them all? Have you collected? Uh, I mean, have, have you completed QPR? Oh yes, yeah. Oh no, I've completed the whole thing. Really? Oh yes. Oh, that is impressive. Oh, I, you know, I, I, I took my football albums very seriously. Yeah, as you should. Yeah, uh, you know, it's just a disappointing uh, that obviously Wickham aren't in. in of course, eighty-six. <laughs> you know. What, what a brilliant bit of live live research that was! Non-league football albums. <laughs> so uh, yes, back to <laughs> back to the reason we're here. Um, back to uh, last night. It was only last night, wasn't it? For, I nearly said Tuesday night. Uh, brilliant performance against Manchester City, but of course, uh, Adebayo Akinfenwa, uh, the Sorry, man of the brilliant performance against who? What did I say? Manchester City. You said, you said Manchester City. I meant Bristol City. That would, that would have been really, really impressive. Goodness me, people tuning in now thinking that Wickham have beaten Manchester City. <laughs> of course, Wickham have beaten Manchester City previously. <laughs> Yes, it's, we're reflecting all times in this program. Uh, is, no, it, is it now? We, we've only we only need to beat three. Um, we've only got three remaining Premier League champions that I think we haven't now beaten. Oh, really? I think that that's look, correct. Look at the stats coming out in this program. So we've beaten Manchester City. We've beaten Blackburn. I think we've. Oh, yeah, of course we've beaten Leicester. Yep. Um, this is very exciting stuff. None of this was planned. <laughs> this is all, all very spontaneous. Um, come on, help me out here. So, 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 hang on. So, who have we got left? So, Liverpool. We haven't beaten them. Presumably. No. Manchester United. Don't think we've ever played them, have we? I don't recall Arsenal. it. And Chelsea. Yes, we'll have a think about it. Anyway, shall okay. we? <laughs> shall we hear from Adebayo Akinfenwa? You were there. Yes, that's you? a good idea. Yes, yes. But very importantly, um, uh, Adebayo Akinfenwa uh, speaking at the uh, speaking sort of to Phil Catchpole and and to the general assorted people who were around at the time. So so Phil is there. I'm there. Um, I think James from the Buck Street Press was around. Uh, Pete Kuhig's around uh, and Matt Cecil. Um, and I think David Stockdale makes an appearance as well at some point, possibly. The goal came in the championship. It was never in doubt. It was just when it was going to happen. How did it feel? How did it feel? No, listen, cliche. um, It's going to sound cliche, but it was a beautiful feeling. And then to listen, to get the three points, to keep hope alive. And listen, um, Gaffer's been saying week in, week out, look, pull it all out there and see what happens. Um, So to be able to continue the momentum with the win, listen, it's a beautiful feeling. But the great is I don't think you lot clocked in the changing room there. The boys give me a standing ovation like it it was my debut. Like I was 19 and I was laughing. I was like, you boys know I'm going to be 39, you know. Um, But that's just what this club is about. Um, It was a first. And I ain't had a first since since I was 19. Um, So it's a beautiful feeling. I won't lie to you. It's a beautiful feeling. But it was three points as well. And it was at Adams Park. Good feeling, man. Penalty was given. Jacobson was on the pitch. You know, you were only, it was only going to be you, or maybe Stockdale was going to take it. Yeah, yeah. To be fair, like Stockdale, give me the eyes. Um, no, but um, JJ, JJ said to me a couple games ago. Um, to be fair, a little while. He said, "Listen, B, if we get a penalty late on in a game and you want to take it, I'll be up for allowing you to take it." And I did. I asked him. I was like, "You good with me taking it?" And I've got a shout out to JJ because he is our penalty taker and it was the last minute of the game and, and he was like listen B like, I'll back you if you want to take it take it so I was like alright cool um, and then listen the rest was history I was able to put it in the back of the net um, and then listen you saw it felt like we had fans here and that's just for me what 
the most humbling was was that how excited everybody had a bigger smile than me and I was trying to keep it in like I was cool and that but you know I was smiling on the inside but everybody had a bigger smile than me and I'm talking about from the kit man down to our CEO down to our press man everybody had a bigger smile and that means a lot for me do you know what I'm saying so I am humbled you nearly got one from open play it was a great save by Dan Bentley did has it ever crossed your mind this season you think I might not get this goal yeah man I ain't gonna lie it did man and especially then because I was moving like a young Messi um, you know what I'm saying why are you not laughing beast at me you know no, that was beast no, yeah yeah say nothing there you know it's a little twinkle toes and that no but when he pulled it I was thinking oh lord I just to me sometimes you just got to chuckle um, and at that time I was thinking oh again um, but listen at the same time listen if it didn't come uh, I wouldn't allowed it to uh, beseech my career um, but like anything you want to be able to say listen that every league I played in I was able to score and tonight I was, I was able to do that 38 years old injury time penalty winner football's had a bit of stick this week you spent most of your career in the lower leagues this is where the heartbeat is isn't it come on now um, to be fair the fans spoke about it anyway about this this silly ass super league that they was trying to do um, this is where football's at you know what I'm saying you just got to keep it this is, I always say this is real football um, me and Pete be chatting about this constantly this is real football so it was a beautiful way to end the week oh well it's not ended is it it's Wednesday well you know what I mean <laughs> six points uh, six points off safety nine points left to play for this is on, isn't it? Come on now. Listen, if you know Wickham, yeah, <laughs> we would trust me, we're going to be swinging in every game. And you already know our gaffer. Um, he exuberates energy and belief. And look, that's what we're built on. So, listen, we're going to go into Cardiff and we're going to swing. And then we're going to go to Bournemouth and we're going to swing. And we're going to go to Middlesbrough and we're going to swing. And then come the end of it, we'll see where we're at. There's some big clubs down there with you. What's the message to them? Watch out. Plain and simple. <laughs> Congratulations, mate. Thank Pleasure. you, brother. Phil, blessings. Blessings, my brother. Yeah. Cool, really nice to hear from uh, Adebayo Akinfenwell on the show. He's such a nice guy. He really is. And he, he had, uh, I know he was saying that he wasn't, you know, that everyone else was smiling more than him, but he did have a big grin on his face. But he's always like that, isn't he? But whenever you see him, certainly, I imagine, you know, behind closed doors, perhaps he's just not so much. But he's, you, you well, imagine he probably is. He's lovely because he's one of those people who. He, he just brings the energy and he puts a smile on your face automatically uh, wh- when you are sort of in his presence he is one of those lovely lovely people um, he's just so positive and, and so you know so, such a nice guy uh, and so so pleased for him that he did manage to get the goal uh, again you know clearly it it meant a lot but at the same time he would have been fine if he hadn't got it but it's really nice that he did uh, really nice of JJ as well to, you know to, to say alright absolutely you take the penalty very sporting yeah, because I, I, you know, I, I had hoped that this situation would happen, but I sort of assumed that maybe it might happen had we already been, say, 2-0 up or something like that, which I know has happened very often this season. But that, I was imagining that sort of scenario that, you know, say, say, say we'd got a penalty towards the end of the game, uh, away at Rotherham. Mm. You know, that's when maybe I thought, oh, you know, the bail will take the penalty. Um, but obviously, you know, last night, you know, completely crunched moment. Um, and yes, Bayo steps up. But of course, you know, he, he did that. He, of course, it was his very last act for AFC Wimbledon before he joined Absolutely. us. Absolutely. He scored in, in the penalty shootout in the uh, League Two playoff final. And you've got some very, uh, above, very interesting stats to share with us about him as well. Um, yes. So, so uh, Bayo uh, at Wickham Wanderers uh, now played 188 games, scoring 47 goals and 27 assists. Um, has played for over 12,000 minutes for Wickham Wanderers. You know, what, what a fantastic signing. I know I said it earlier on, but yes, when he was signed, I think some people thought that we were just really using him as a 
a shirt seller basically uh, but you know he he really has been an absolute legend um and you know it would be really really interesting to see going forward as well you know does he fancy another season with wickham wanderers i really hope that he does because it's difficult not to but to underestimate how influential he is you know whether it's leading the huddles or you know just people literally bouncing off him at the end you know he's he's such such a team player and um, an impact player as well when he's brought on Yes, and th- th- that was the the main overriding memory of last night was actually full time whistle. Everybody seemed to sprint towards Bayo. They they all ran towards him. Players and the coaching staff. They all wanted to go uh, and celebrate with him. You you've already heard uh, the the celebrations uh, that then took place, uh, and you know, and that was just lovely. You you can just see what a popular guy he is uh, for the whole club. Um, and as you rightly say, you know uh, that that's both on and off the pitch. He brings so much to the team. So much desire so much belief so much purpose uh you know if if he's not with us next season we will very much miss him and just talk us through where your swingometer of optimism is currently because i know in the <laughs> in the previous weeks uh, with fans and with us as well it's been a one minute oh, we're down now we're still doing it now we're still fighting yeah, a tough road to hug yeah um yeah that very much i mean i i'm i'm not getting too excited and i don't want to jinx anything um we have three games to go the fact that we are still in with a chance with three games to go is absolutely fantastic um the fact that we're playing cardiff um who now can't get into the playoffs um you know so they are are quite happily in mid table that that's a positive the fact that we've got to play middlesbrough obviously who are in the same situation you know i mean neither of these games are going to be easy you know playing a a side managed by mick mccarthy or neil warner never never going to be easy games um but we clearly are one of the form teams currently um and if anyone can do it we can wonders can do it i i think the one slightly awkward team that we have there are bournemouth who are clearly on a fantastic run at the moment um possibly by the time that we play them they might have already cemented their place in the playoffs which would be a good thing but at the same time when you're going into the playoffs you do want that momentum to continue so i i think that's you know that that's going to be the tough one um but at the same time you could say well you know we maybe we only need now uh, two wins and a draw that would be enough um but yeah let, let's not get too excited as gareth keeps saying you know it, it he, he's very much focused on the future he wants to manage wickham wanderers in at the championship again uh, for the fans who haven't been able to see them this season whether that happens next season or in a future season let's wait and see it sounds like such an obvious thing to say but i think that what makes this exciting is, is that you, you don't know what's going to happen and you can't can't sort of call what's going to happen no uh, at all you, you can't i definitely couldn't call last night i couldn't call the swansea game either i've absolutely no idea what is going to happen in at these last three games um but this is what it's like supporting wicked wanderers this is why it's such a fantastic club to to support this is why we love them uh, do enjoy hopefully the remainder of the season i don't know if enjoy is quite the right word you might have no nails <laughs> left by the end of it but um, it sounds fantastic three games to go uh, join us next week on the wicked wanderer show uh, we'll be hearing from the manager of course um continuing our, our uh, series of former player chats as well and uh, lots more to look forward to too don't forget if you have missed it if you missed this perhaps you've tuned in now and just thought oh, that's only quite good i enjoy- <laughs> i only caught the end of the football sticker references and uh, there's a podcast uh, version of the show for you to check out where you normally get your podcasts from uh, enjoy that as well lots to uh, to listen to and catch up on which one's the goodie